Welcome to Why I Hate Your Podcast. These days, there are a lot of podcasts to choose from. This is another one. I'm Crystal, and each week my brother Sean and I meet up to talk about two podcasts and why we hate them, or don't. Join us and we might help you find your new favorite podcast, or save you from wasting time on a podcast you might hate. Alright, on this week's episode, we're going to... We're not going to split out two different podcasts. We're kind of going to talk about two podcasts as one entire episode. And the reason for that is we decided to dive into a couple of podcasts from Bob Minery and Griffin Johnson. If you've listened to our podcast, we did an episode where we reviewed a podcast where the two of these hosts have come together on a recently new podcast called Young and Hung. But after doing some research into that one, we identified that they both had other podcasts. So we decided to do a special episode where we just dig into their other two podcasts to see if our impressions of them from Young and Hung kind of hold up on these other two podcasts. Maybe they're better on these other podcasts or not. Um, The first one we're going to tackle today is called Zapped or Zapped Podcast. Uh, This is from Bob Menery. And I'll be honest, I, I don't know who the co-host is. So the description says Bob Menery and Peter. There's no last name. But I've yet to hear anything from Peter on the episodes I listen to. So maybe he's just sort of gone. It's under the Bob Minery Productions Network or his own kind of independent network. And I'm going to read the official description because I'm really not sure what this podcast is. But I'll, I'll let them kind of describe themselves it says straight from the booth to the podcast universe bob minnery and peter present zapped a raw unfiltered r-rated dive into the week's most prevalent sports entertainment and pop culture topics this isn't the same old run-of-the-mill hot take boring sports show this is the minnery sports network no topic is off limit with guests ranging from actors and athletes to gambling experts and the occasional crackhead you most certainly do not want to miss out on Bob and Peter's weekly podcast. So, uh, again, I haven't heard of Peter. And I'm listening to more recent episodes. They have 37 episodes total. I just listened to a couple, the, the two most recent. From what I understand, they used to have a co-host slash assistant named Aaron Steinberg. He recently came on. The reason I know this is because one of the last two episodes was him kind of coming back to get grilled about leaving in the first place. I don't know. And then uh, another episode, they were trying out a new co-host, Brie Teresi. So I'm not really sure what's going on with this podcast in terms of what it's about and or thematically. Like, I can't really figure it out from the couple of episodes I've listened to. So I don't have a lot of information here. (laughs) And just to recap, in case you didn't listen to our previous episode on Young and Hung, Bob Minery is a... Kind of this dude bro Instagram presence. He does his specialty. I think what's made him famous is R-rated sports commentary. So he'll post clips from um, football games or mostly football games, but different sporting events. And he'll do like, because he has a very good voice. He has this really kind of stereotypical sportscaster voice. He sounds exactly like an ESPN sportscaster. And so he'll provide sort of an R-rated, funny version of a sports commentator to that clip. And it's actually pretty funny. Like, I've kind of deep-dived into his Instagram and, and listened to a bunch of them. And they're very funny. And I think that's what made him famous. But from what I can tell, he has a lot of connections in the sports world. Like, he's been to a lot of parties with you know Shaq and all these different kind of characters in the sports world and he sort of hobnobs with a lot of sports celebrities so I'm kind of rambling because I'm not really sure what this podcast is what what do you think this podcast is supposed to be it's hard to decide right I mean in his description it's like we talk about things that are going on in pop culture sports uh and I think it's just really whatever they want to talk about yeah right that's going on that week whether it's sports or whatnot and it and I'm not somebody for sports. I, I've really, for the most part, completely disregard sports and sports-related stuff. And it sounds like that, you know, when they do get into sports talk, it actually sounds like they actually have, like, legitimate conversation about sports, mm-hmm. even though I don't know the names they're talking about and stuff. But it does sound like a pretty legitimate conversation, which, you know, hey, some people probably like that. But it constitutes, at least from what I listen to, it constitutes a very small part of the show. Other than that, they just kind of go wherever. And it seems like most episodes they do have a guest on. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the episodes I listened to, which was 
Sex Education featuring Julia Rose, who's some Instagram model. To frame it, Bob is, he talks about sex a lot. And we covered this when we talked about Young and Hung. He talks about sex often. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Constantly. And I was like, okay, so this is an episode about sex. So I get to see Bob Minery at his potential, quote unquote, worst, I guess. Or switched on, if you will. And Let me guess. He didn't disappoint. No, he didn't disappoint at all. It almost sounded like a college student who is still trying to figure out where they are sexually. Like, it's their first year of college, right? Mm-hmm. They've gotten lucky. They've been to a couple parties. And now they think that they're the, that they're the big party animal now. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, this is what it sounds like. It sounds like a bunch of college kids just talking about whatever they want to talk about. And which is interesting because Bob is, I don't know the age of his co-host, who are, they don't contribute that much to the conversation. It's mostly Bob's podcast from what I've heard. But it, it sounds like a bunch of college kids just talking about things that college kids want to talk about. And Bob is in his mid to late 30s. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one of the things that we'd mentioned when we talked about Young and Hung was that Bob constantly inquires about Griffin's sex, uh, you know, his his sexual conquests, you know, every week it's like, hey, how many chicks did you lay this week? Or stuff like that, in which we had talked about that Griffin seemed very uncomfortable with this conversation. Mm-hmm. But Bob just doesn't do that to Griffin. He has this woman who's an Instagram model on, asks her basically the same questions. And what I found funny was they, they were talking and they were like, uh, so how did we first initially get to meet and know each other? And he slid into her DMs on Instagram, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me at all. But it's he it's asking her a lot of the same questions like, you know, how many dick pics do you respond to that you get in your DMs? You know, it's that's all he thinks about. That's his number one thing is sex. And again, I listened to an episode that was around sex, but he asked the same questions he asked Griffin and Young and Hung. So I was like, okay, this guy, this is all he really cares about. Sports is probably secondary in his brain. It's not as high as a priority as sex. Looking at the episode list, I, I don't know. Sometimes there's sports guests on. It looks like they just get whoever they can get on. And it makes the theme of the podcast very disconnecting. Yeah. So the whole reason that I agreed to tackle these particular podcasts next, especially this one, was because I wanted to give this guy a chance. Because my impression of him on Young and Hung was he's a guy in his 30s who's obsessed with the sex lives of these young 20-something guys and is sort of living vicariously and all he cares about is how much action they're getting and and it's sort of creepy. And so I, I wanted to give him another chance because like I said, on his Instagram, I, I get the impression he's a really funny guy. He has the potential to be to like be a breakout, you know, at this sort of niche comedy area of R-rated sports commentary. And I think he's had some success there. But his podcast just uh, this this is more of the same. As you said, I listened to... So I listened to the last two episodes. One was where they had his former assistant slash co-host. I don't know what his former role on the podcast was. Aaron Steinberg come back on. I guess he quit and went to work for the Nelk Boys. I don't even know who they are. Uh, who knows? Some sort of influencer people. And so they were basically just had him on to give him a bunch of crap. He was there to brag about how much he helped their podcast. And I don't know, it's just this really awkward, uncomfortable. Maybe I don't understand male locker room ribbing, but it just sounded like they were giving each other crap the entire episode, not in a funny way, but in a I really am pissed off at you way. And it just was awkward and uncomfortable. At least it wasn't about sex. I mean, there was a lot of sex talk, but it wasn't the main focus, as appears to be most of his episodes. The next episode I listened to, he was doing a, he had brought on Brie Teresi, who's an Instagram model, and she has a huge OnlyFans account. And he had brought her on as a potential, I guess they're friends they had met, you know, previously. And he had brought her on as a potential um, co-host. And they're doing like these trial runs with other co-hosts. And I will give her credit. She gives as much as, as, as they do in terms of the sex talk and the banter. And she doesn't seem uncomfortable with any of it. You know, as much as he obsesses about how many dick pics she gets and how to get in, how, like, what, what kind of DM would get her attention and does she respond to them and all the sex talk that he's asking about, she at least doesn't seem uncomfortable. Whereas Griffin sort of did. She, I, I guess, maybe knows him and has that rapport with him. And so she's not as uncomfortable with it. She doesn't feel like, uh, you know, there was a couple times she's like, I'm not telling you that. But for the most part, she could give as well as as take. Like she she was really more comfortable with that. 
Um, at least she came across that way. I don't want to read into it. Maybe she isn't comfortable with it because frankly, I don't know a lot of women who would be comfortable with somebody who's that obsessed with asking about everything to do with her sex life. But it just sort of reiterated to me that I I feel like we need to go find a sports podcast that's actually about sports so we can prove that we're not anti-sports or something because I have a feeling if somebody's a fan of his podcast, they might be like, you guys just don't like sports, you're just nerds, which is true. I mean, I do follow my my local teams and everything and I'm I'm mildly into sports, way more than you are. And I could listen to a good sports podcast. And even if I don't get it or it's not my thing, if it's a good podcast, I could totally rate it as I I don't hate it. But this one is, it sort of pretends that it's about sports. And occasionally, like one of the episodes I listened to, they had Avery Williamson on, who was with the Jets. I think he got traded to the Steelers, which is a big upgrade. (laughs) You know, so they they had an interview with him and they were talking about his dog who had broken her, her pause she'd fallen downstairs you know it was a normal type of interview I was like hey there's some real content that's not about sex and not about Bob creeping on somebody you know what a refreshing 10 minutes but it was 10 minutes the rest of the podcast was the same garbage that we've talked about so I am sure there's a demographic that finds this stuff just hilarious I even went out and found some reviews there's a lot of people who were like this is the funniest podcast ever Clearly, if you are sort of the dude bro, college age person, this may appeal to you. And this might be right up your alley. But if you're anybody outside of that demographic, I think you're just going to be kind of weirdly creeped out by this guy in his mid 30s who seems to be obsessed with the sex lives of a bunch of 20 year old men and women. So I really wanted to give Bob Minery a chance because I think he's legit funny when he's not focused and obsessed with sex. Well, and what's funny is that the episode I listened to, we were talking to Julia Rose, who, like I said, she's an Instagram model, who one of the comments was is that she's able, because people don't realize, you know, Instagram models, Instagram does have some pretty strict rules on nudity. Mm -hmm. Like you can't show nipples and stuff like that, or you'll get in trouble. But for some reason, she gets away with it. I don't know why. Seriously, I I was like, okay, they mentioned that. And I looked, and there's nipples everywhere. And I'm like, okay, how does she still have an active Instagram? Why is she banned? (laughs) But it was funny while he was asking her questions. And again, it was questions kind of like what you're saying. Like, it, it almost sounds like, what do I need to say to an Instagram model to get her to sleep with me? Yes. And he's trying to suss out that information from these women. Yes. That's what it sounds like to me. That was exactly what he was asking Brie Teresi in the episode I listened to was like, right. well, what, you know, are there any DMs that you receive that you've like, you know, you've hooked up with them or, you know. Yeah, he's like, he's not, he's... And the thing is, he's trying to be subtle about it, but he's really not, no. you know, because I'm sure he's going to use these tips at some point. Do any of your people, so is there communication Ew. with you and your people? Yeah, like, I respond to all my fans. Yeah, but like, are they ever like, so have you ever gone out with anybody that bought your shit? I don't know if that's a part of the package. No. <laughs> yeah, but they can message you, can't they? Of course they message. I have like no, friendships saying, with people, listen, but I'm not saying like, like on a date. Yeah, I'm saying like, has you ever seen it? Like, can you see their pictures? If they send me a photo, but um, no, I've never They're been just, out on a there's date. No photos, with, but dick I've never been there. on a date with somebody. I've never been on a date with somebody who subscribed to my OnlyFans. Although, actually, eh. pro- wait, I take that back. I definitely eh. have been on a date with somebody that has subscribed to my you OnlyFans. Have. You have. Yes. I, w- I was gonna say, like it goes back to my other question of how to be approached by a guy. Like, is there something you can send in a DM that like yeah. engages you? Um. Okay, I think definitely commenting on people's stories is always a good idea. I think uh-huh. is that like a known thing. I don't think anything's known, no. Okay, so I would say to approach a woman. Are you talking about a girl with like a lot of followers or just like a normal girl? Let's that's go a like, lot of followers. Okay, a lot of followers. I would say it always helps to have a check mark. Yeah, I know that's shallow, 100%. but it helps. Because you get buried, right? Yeah, you get buried. Yeah. But commenting on somebody's story and something funny, mm-hmm. I respond to those people. Yeah. Yeah, and then also like when people do Q&As, if it's a good question. Right. Now I we do have to them. ask you about the dreaded dick pic. I'm assuming yeah. you get loads of them. Fired yeah, had, in left seen, and right. I've seen a few. And it's just like, do guys fire in the dick pic just like a boom picture? Like, you know, like... Are they like doing weird stuff up there? They're running a marathon, apparently. Yeah. Up on the Wait, thing. like what's their time? Okay, sorry. Hang on. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, do they, 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 is it just like, you get must get like, if you're hitting, like opening your messages and DMs. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if you have a random message and it's just one picture, no, you have to I don't know, get you have that to know many. I've coming. seen quite a few like... F- Incoming um, scuzz missiles. Popular people's <laughs> penises, though. I've seen Damn straight. Really? Damn straight you have. Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight you have. But what was funny during the Julia Rose interview, 
Which, to be honest, she was much more interesting than he was. Mm -hmm. You could tell she was somewhat uncomfortable by certain questions. And there was actually at one point the show cut off. And I guess it was one of the producers who came in and said, at this point, Bob asked a question that was off limits. So we had to cut it. And then it goes back to the the interview. Um, So I was like, okay, well, geez. I mean, here's a woman who runs a nudie mag, which is called Swag Mag. I I think it is it Swag Mag. Yeah, anyways, she runs. She does run a nudie mag. Uh, she wants to be like the female Hugh Hefner. And Bob asked a question that was off limits. Well, so. and in the context of this podcast and the fact that the producer is like some guy in his 20s who is part, sort of part of the show. What the heck could he have possibly asked? They would Like how bad was it for them to have edited it out? From what I've heard of this podcast, it had to have been really bad. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of an uncomfortable interview. And she was there to kind of promote her publication and stuff. And that seemed to be kind of the reason why she was on there. And he didn't really want to talk about it too much. She just wanted to talk about her DMs um, and her sex life, which she seemed to be not 100% okay with. But uh, she was a little bit uncomfortable with it. But one thing I did find interesting, though, and I know we've had a lot of negatives. There's a couple of positives, though. Okay. Uh, And this is all very superficial positives. So... Don't think I'm coming to like Bob's defense here, but uh, one of the complaints I had about Young and Hung was the sound quality, right? These two people who have podcasts already and Young and Hung's podcast sound quality was absolute garbage. Sound like a Skype, and, Skype call recording. Yeah, it sounded like, a, or, or in one of the episodes, it sounded like there was a microphone in the middle of a room that had dry, it was only drywall in the room <laughs> and they were sitting at opposite ends of the room talking to each other. But for Zap, the sound quality is actually very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. It does sound like a very professional, like radio studio kind of thing. There's no ads, right? But again, it's kind of running on his own network. I, I have to wonder, why are there no ads? <laughs> I yeah, I know, right? Who the hell would sponsor this nonsense? Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting was that at the end of the uh, episode, they took voicemails. So apparently there's a number you can call and someone can leave a voicemail, which I thought that was actually kind of entertaining, right? Because you get these people who are just kind of like, just you're your kind of your average Joe asking these weird random questions and they would answer them. <laughs> it's kind of like viewer mail in a sense, but I, I don't know why a voicemail was a little bit more personal. I, I don't know. It was To me, I thought that was an interesting thing to do. I don't care about what they were saying, but I just thought that was a little interesting. Well, it was interesting, but it definitely gave you some insight into their demographic. As to who's listening, because every single one yeah. that I heard on the episodes I listened to, they sounded stoned and or drunk. Yeah. Like it sounded <laughs> yeah. exactly like any guy you've ever met at college after they've had way too many beers and or are stoned. And it's like, hey, bro, I really dig your podcast and I have a question. And it was I just started laughing. It was actually one of the funniest parts of the show because I was like, oh, I get it. This is their demographic. <laughs> and, and and so after listening to this podcast, I still have no idea how Griffin and Bob got together to form a podcast. Because one of the big criticisms we had about Young and Hung was that their chemistry was definitely kind of mixed. It was all over the place. They didn't really have good chemistry. And it felt like they were still kind of learning each other. And they weren't really meshing very well. So it was kind of just a very confused podcast. And after listening to Zap, I, I still have no idea how Griffin which we'll talk on when we talk about Griffin's podcast, uh, how how they got together. Now, I did see that Griffin had been in an episode of Zap before, mm-hmm. which I didn't get a chance to go back and listen to because I had very limited time this week. And part of me still kind of wants to go back because I'm, I'm still just absolutely mystified and intrigued about how these two came together to do a podcast together. Uh, I mean, this would be the similar, and we had talked about before, like Lex Friedman and Michael Malice, how they were kind of yin and yang. Mm-hmm. If they both came out and said, oh, we're going to be doing a joint podcast to get each other, a weekly podcast with each other, um, it'd be like, hmm. Well, I mean, th- it, Michael's, well, you know, actually, I take the back. That would There's make more sense. There's a weird synergy between them two. Yeah, yeah, that would make more <laughs> sense. And they do, Michael Malice is in this Twitter politics troll anarchist kind of he's a he's he has a lot of influence in that circle and i could see how that might cross with circles that also cross with lex friedman yeah. you know like you could sort of yeah. map how they would kind of meet each other and i think it's the same with bob minnery and griffin johnson so from what i'm understanding what i'm starting to understand about bob minnery is that he is spending a lot of time and energy meeting with and going to parties with influencers 
Like it seems to be his his goal is to link with as many influencers as he can to to be relevant, because all of these guests they're all either Instagram models or e boys or TikTok stars or all these people that he's like. He, and I don't know if that weirdly somehow crosses with the sports circle. I think it may do, and I think yeah. I think the link may be gambling because I get that he's really into gambling, sports gambling. And I think a lot of these e-boys are also into gambling. And I don't know about the Instagram models. I think they date a lot of the people that are in those circles. So it, some weirdly, there's some connecting. I could see them being at the same parties, which is probably, if I had to guess, I'm guessing. But I, I would guess that's probably yeah. how they met, is at some party that had a lot of influencers and was sponsored by some sports gambling website or something. You know, I could see that happening. So... Yeah. Um, I agree that they don't really have a great chemistry and they don't seem to have a lot in common in terms of personality, but I could see the circles that they're playing in potentially interacting. Yeah, but the overlap between the audiences has to be very minor. Yes. Right? Yes, I would agree. Uh, which is where I'm confused. It's not like there's not like a huge overlap. Like if you had an Instagram model and then a TikTok uh, like e-boy, I could see the overlap being greater, right? Because mm-hmm. they're both coming from very similar... Uh, content creation spaces mm-hmm. right but it, otherwise though it's like there's such a tiny tiny overlap it just doesn't make sense to me it's it's very oil and water with those two so and and, and i was hoping zapped would kind of give me a little bit more insight to it because part of me and we talked about this in young and hung that bob, maybe bob minery was just trying too hard on young and hung mm-hmm. and that's not the case it's it, this is bob minery and i think really it comes down to maybe it's just and I think I mentioned this in Young and Hung was that he might be just a, a social media leech, right? Mm-hmm. He's thinking being close to these people will get me more popular on social media. Because for him, popularity in social media means more money, right? Mm-hmm. Because he, he even asked Julia Rose this question. He's like, well, if you had a guy DM you who had an Instagram following, will that would that increase his chances if he had a substantial amount of followers? And I was like, oh, okay. So again, that's him subtly trying to say, how do I hook up with these ladies? Right. Because I mean, he does, I, I don't know what his uh, follower count is right now on Instagram, but he does have a following. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But I, I really, I think he is talking to anybody that will give him clout. He's talking with anybody that would get him more followers. And he's talking with anybody that gets him more connections, regardless of who it is. And because of that, you have this weird hodgepodge of guests and, you know, these crossover projects. If I had to guess, I would think that he has a shtick, and I think it's a funny shtick, the R-rated sports commentary. I think it's very funny, but he doesn't really know how to promote himself. And so the way he's decided to promote himself is to, to your point, leech on to these other Instagram influencers. And maybe it's a strategy because he's clearly invited, if, if you believe what he says, he's clearly been to a lot of parties with a lot of big name stars and celebrities, especially in the sports world. There's a lot of crossover between sports celebrities and Instagram influencers, apparently. I'm learning. So I think there is this whole ecosystem of the influencer culture, and it does bleed out and connect into other celebrity cultures you know you think about kim kardashian showing up at parties where all these nfl athletes are you know there's there's definitely this kind of cross between and i think he's trying to insert himself into both and or one or the other to get to the other so i do think it's all very it's all very contrived with a particular i mean he's marketing himself right he's he's trying to increase his popularity with these huge segments of the market by creating these connections with all these influencers. And I think that's not a bad strategy if you want to increase your own sort of presence in those those marketing demographics. But the way he does it comes off super creepy. If you're in your 30s, and if you're in your 20s, you're at the right age to like be a college kind of dude bro and take that angle. But in your 30s, I think the angle you should be taking is something a little different. It just comes off as weird and awkward. And I'm not even super woke. Like, I'm not super sensitive to locker room talk and all those things. I I really am not. I I expect a certain level of that from men in general. But, and it doesn't bother me. But his comes off, I think it's the age difference that makes it kind of weird. Is he's got these 20 to 24 year old Instagram models that he's hardcore pressing about their sex lives and their, the amount of dick pics they get and how to slide into their DMs and 
you know, how much nipple can they show? You know, all these things that it just feels super weird and awkward and crass because he's in his mid-30s. It's just not, I don't know. Like we talked about um, when we talked about the Call Her Daddy podcast, right? Which is also sort of crude and just lays it out. Women talking about whatever they want to talk about. But they are early 20s women talking about their own experiences, right? Versus grilling someone else about their experiences. And when they do have guests on and they're asking those questions, it's from, I'm coming from the same place. Like she had Lana Rhodes on and they're both in their early 20s. They're both kind of in a highly sexualized industry. And so it was the two of them sort of comparing notes. It wasn't this weird, creepy, like, how much sex do you get? It was a completely different vibe. And and I think Bob doesn't realize that he, at least to me, <laughs> that he comes off that way. And I mean, again, there this podcast has some popularity. I don't think it's super duper popular. They're not really getting monetized as far as I can tell. I think they they focus on merch um, mostly for their monetization. So there's no ads and anything. And honestly, I don't know in this day and age who the heck would sponsor this because it feels like it'd be a risky roll of the dice to sponsor a podcast like this in today's culture. But, well, I mean, but look at, I mean, you mentioned Call Her Daddy. Look at that one, which again, it's super raunchy and hypersexual, but it it's actually, you know, despite I'm not the, an audience member of that, uh, I'm not the target audience, it's still a good podcast. It is. Right? Um, so there's a right way of doing this, and she has a ton of sponsors. Yes. And, and it's ad read, so the, that means that it's not just inserted random ads, but people are coming to her saying, hey, can you pitch our product? Right. And so there's ways to monetize that stuff. Yeah. And Call Her Daddy is an excellent version of like, yes, you can have a sexual podcast for that specific audience, and here's how you do it right, and here's how you can monetize off of it. Right, because the angle, the angle there is... Let's talk about our experiences of sex as 20-something-year-old women in New York or wherever. You know, like, let's be open and honest about it and a little crude, but hey, we're going to take back the locker room talk and talk about it as women from our perspective. And no holds barred. Let's be honest and free with what we say. And that is 100% different than some guy in his 30s grilling his guests about it to the point where they feel uncomfortable, at least they sound uncomfortable, that's just kind of gross and icky. So it, it there's yeah. a significant difference. But I think it's a great comparison to say, here's how to do it right versus here's how to really do it wrong. <laughs> and I think, and, and I've got a great segue into the next podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll give our ratings. But I think, again, this comes back to, I think really Bob is more so about increasing his social media presence by any means necessary. And maybe that the only way to really do that because like you said i think you mentioned it earlier it's about marketing and branding Mm -hmm. right which apparently griffin johnson from what we've saw in young and hung he seems to be a lot more mature than what he actually is Mm -hmm. and seems like he seems like a pretty smart kid right and especially when it comes to branding that would lead us into you know griffin's podcast brand aid but uh which we'll talk about in a moment but we got to give a rating right and so zapped with bob minnery i hate it I struggled to get through one episode. I really wanted to give it more episodes, but it was—I just couldn't do it for my own sanity. And and I know that might be kind of unfair, but I, I just couldn't do it. it. Yeah. Well, we had already had a taste of Bob Minery on, um, you know, Young and Hung, so I think it was fair to to. I think you could get away with one episode, and actually having listened to two episodes, you're fine. One episode was enough because it very clearly it's the way you described that episode was 100% exactly the same as the most recent episode where they had Brie Teresi on another Instagram model who has big OnlyFans. It was exactly the same thing. So I'm going to say, obviously, I hate it. I, I'm so glad I could just click unsubscribe. I had to subscribe to it to, or download the episodes I had to listen to, but I feel dirty for having done so. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's gross. It's icky. The guy needs to just figure out what he wants because he has potential they interviewed Avery Williamson and that was a great interview that was a sports guy talking to a sports star it was a great interview but it was 10 minutes the rest of the podcast was stupid sex nonsense like just college boy frat nonsense focus yeah you know I just I just want to be like hey why don't you focus on what you're good at play that angle play the sports angle continue to get those sports stars on hobnob with the influencers all you want have them on as guests but talk about sports and betting and stop being creepy with them and you will go so much further i just he has potential and it's pissing me off so anyway yeah i hate it i'm done with bomb we're not listening to any more of his crap like we'll move on 
Who knows? But maybe if he does have that turnaround, we may have to revisit. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to let us know because I'm not going to be following him to find out. That's for sure. In the far distant future, if someone's listening to this or YouTube <laughs> and they, you know, it's two years from now, be like, oh, yeah, Bob's a lot better now. Please let us know. Yes. So for future listeners, let us Please know. Please let us know. Please let us know. And maybe, maybe Bob should take some time to listen to the Brand Aid podcast. So um, with Brand Aid, we have Griffin Johnson and Tom Ward. It seems like this is a fairly new podcast where the the basics, the, the conceit of the podcast, if you will, is you have, uh, it really seems to be interviews with people who are in high-level positions at very successful organizations. And it's kind of a long-form, I wouldn't say it's an interview, but it's kind of almost in a Joe Rogan kind of long-form discussion style uh, with these people. And a lot of them are in business, right? So we have like Bethany Frankel of uh, Skinny Girl, uh, Cat Cole of Hooters. Uh, I think you said the general manager from the Yankees. I think that was the first episode, actually. It was, yeah. And what I find interesting is that you have Griffin Johnson, who is a TikTok e-boy. I mean, I think he's just barely 22 or something. He's 21. Okay, so he's 21. Yep. And and we mentioned this young and hung. He seems a lot more mature than he, you know, than his age. Uh, and even his TikTok content, to be honest, um, leads you to believe. Uh, and it sounds like he's being very smart with his money, and he respects the business side of things and to be a successful person on social media especially when you get to the influencer status there's a lot of branding and marketing and you have to be kind of business savvy and i know this only because um my wife was at one point very big into the whole cosmetic beauty guru youtube if you will uh influencer Mm -hmm. which is probably the most drama ridden space in any influencer industry by the way yes just constant drama and some of these women have taken, you know, just makeup tutorial videos and they've become almost like these mini empires. And it's because a lot of them are just very savvy when it comes to branding and marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Griffin's taken that approach and he's used his money for doing venture capitalism, angel investing. And so he started this, this podcast with Tom Ward to interview these people who are more or less experts when it comes to marketing and branding. And so one of the episodes I listened to, which was the latest episode, was uh, with Kat Cole, who is the current president of Hooters, and kind of her journey and how she got there, which was a very fascinating story. And I know that one of my big points I had on this podcast, one of the pros at least, was that it really just kind of jumps in. There's not a lot of preamble, not really any kind of introduction. They just say, hey, here's Kat Cole. Let's start talking. And they immediately, they just hit it right off. Right. It's just and it's very content filled podcast. It was an hour long podcast just filled with content. And like I said, it wasn't really more an interview, but just a discussion. But they definitely made it all about that person's story. Yes. Right? Very little about their own stories and maybe occasionally some anecdotes of how, you know, like, oh, your situation was kind of similar to my situation. And they kind of compare notes. But it was really it was all about the guest. They ask good questions. They're very engaged with the guest. They stay on topic. Um, and so it's very focused, kind of the opposite of zapped. But <laughs> why it's not something I would normally listen to, because I wouldn't say it was exactly like edgier seat kind of, you know, long form conversation like you would see on some of the best episodes of JRE. I did feel that it felt like a professional podcast. It felt like it felt very focused. I never would have guessed Griffin just from how he interacts with these people that he was some 21 year old TikTok boy. So I'm very impressed by that. Um, yeah, so I think, I think this podcast benefits from the fact that Tom Ward is, and this is a guy, I don't know how old he is, but he's, he's much older than Griffin. He's a writer for Forbes. He specializes in writing about social media influencers. He has a show on YouTube. And I think he sort of carries it a little bit because Griffin, I think you're right. I think Griffin's very intelligent about, he's very mature in terms of being smart about branding, about marketing, and about making sure that he's setting himself up for life. He's smart enough to know this game isn't going to last forever. Let me be intelligent about my investing and let me be smart about my brand. And let me, I mean, this is great for him because, and that's the conceit of the podcast is, hey, here's this 21-year-old kid who wants to learn from the real people who have made, who know what branding is, who know, who have been successful with their brand and who can give him advice. And that's sort of the conceit of the podcast. Each interview is, even if it's not explicitly stated, it's, hey, tell me how to build a really great brand. How did you build your brand? What is special about your brand? How are you maintaining your brand? 
uh, if, if you didn't invent it. But I think Griffith, the, the thing where Tom Ward really helps is, is he's a focused, he's actually a journalist. And so he asks the right questions. He knows how to handle any weird, awkward gaps. Griffin's more informal. He, his questions sometimes might be a little immature and or he might come off a little bit as like, oh, I have a similar situation. And you listen to it, and you're like, eh, it's not exactly similar. But but overall, I think he is he's there to learn and he makes that clear. And so he doesn't try to dominate the conversation. He doesn't try to make it about himself. As you said, they really do. The, the, it, it's about the guest. It is about, they, they question the guests, they ask questions, but it, they are not trying to put attention on themselves, meaning Griffin and Tom. It's about the guest. And I mean, their first guest, well, technically, I think um, Bethany Frankel, the founder of Skinny Girl, and I guess she was a uh, former Real Housewife of, I don't know if it was New Jersey, or she was one of the housewives, but Skinny Girl's been out a while, so I think she was like original housewife. But I think the first episode they dropped, so I think it might be out of order, was Brian Cashman, who's the GM of the Yankees. And so they're not playing around with these guests. These aren't Instagram models or TikTok influencers. These are real people who've, uh, not that those people aren't real people, but these are people who are in control (laughs) of major, major brands in, you know, the Yankees, Skinny Girl, Hooters, like big name multinational corporations and or organizations. And so... I think they've done an amazing, I mean, granted, they only have four episodes out so far, but they've done an amazing job with getting really, really good guests. I think they did a really good job. It's not the best interviews I've ever heard. It's not, the sound quality is decent. It, clearly because of COVID, these they're not doing these in person. So the guest sound quality is based on whatever they can get. So it might be a Skype call or, you know, so it's not, it doesn't sound like they're all sitting in a studio with professional production, but at least on the two hosts, their their sound quality is good. But yeah, I think it's a neat concept. I think the name of the podcast is super clever, right? Brandade. And they're sticking to that. That's what's important to me in terms of this podcast. And how, so far, they've been very true to what the podcast is about. Again, it's not about the hosts, even though Griffin Johnson is this huge influencer and it could be all about him. I get the impression he really, truly just wants to learn from the guests And I think, again, the key to me is that Tom Ward is a journalist. So he's the one asking the really valuable questions. Griffin's there sort of absorbing it, and he'll chime in every now and then with a question or with a thought or an experience. His delivery, he sounds like a 21-year-old. Let's put it that way. He sounds like a 21-year-old, but a mature 21-year-old, whereas Tom comes off very much as a professional journalist. But I think it's a good mix. I think it makes sense for Griffin to be there because he's the one who's really trying to learn. And it's it's a great idea for a podcast because regardless of if they get ad sponsorship or anything, just the information and what he's learning and the connections he's making is super valuable. And I think he knows that. And I think he's smart enough to make that connection. So I got to give him credit. The kid is smart. He's doing the right things. And I'm kind of impressed by him, <laughs> if I'm honest. And in the last episode with uh, Kat Cole, uh, the president of the Hooters Corporation, uh, the the sound quality did improve, right? So it sounds like they've made some adjustments. Because I did go back to the Bethany uh, Frankel one. Unfortunately, I didn't get to finish it, but I at least started it. And uh, I could tell that the sound quality was like, oh. But for the Kat Cole one, it was was much, much better. And of course, it did sound like a a Skype call as well. Um, But, you know, age of COVID. And the, I agree, the podcast is definitely, it's still kind of rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. It, It is in a very good trajectory right if they just keep making little improvements as they go along and they get better and better and better it, it really has nowhere to go but up in my opinion but especially after listening to zap and then immediately turning around and listening to an episode of this <laughs> um i was like this is like one of the greatest greatest podcasts ever <laughs> you know because <laughs> comparison is it, it's quite stark right and i think is like my biggest thing about going into both these podcasts was just to try and understand the insight between how to griffin and how to minery get together mm-hmm. i still have no idea <laughs> so like you said griffin he still does come off as a like you know as a 21 year old he does still still sound like young he's asking naive questions right right which is expected of someone who's 21 but you could tell that there is a level of maturity there which is super refreshing uh whereas zapped is kind of the opposite you have a guy you would expect to have some maturity who just willfully doesn't have it right uh, and so it's just 
I'm so confused still. If anything, I am more confused about Young and Hung now than I was before I listened to these two podcasts. <laughs> but as far as, you know, digressing, but as far as Brand Aid goes, uh, I mean, there's not a ton to say about it. It's really just, hey, here's a guest. Here's their life story. We'll ask a couple of questions here and there. And like I said, it's very no nonsense. There's not really a lot of any other features about the podcast. Like I said, there's no preamble. There's not really anything that happens in the ending. Uh, it's just just that person's story. But it, it can be fascinating, though, listening to those people and what they have to say. And it's not really just about how we got there. They talk about why, if any big decisions they made in that for that company, why they made that decision, which is that stuff was more fascinating to me. One of the with Cat Cole, you know, the Hooters company had bought Cinnabon, which I didn't know, you know that she said, OK, <laughs> yeah. They, and they also own Moe's. Oh, um, I didn't said, know that either. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I believe they acquired them after she had become president, right? She started off as a waitress uh, in Jacksonville, Florida for Hooters, and she was in college. She got offered a corporate job, and she was trying to do her corporate job and go to college, and she was failing college because she was prioritizing her corporate job. So she just dropped out of college and just stayed with Hooters corporate, and now she's the president. Wow. And her story is really great. You know, she literally came from nothing. And she was talking about how, okay, we bought Cinnabon, they're stagnant. How do we get this to grow? And they said, what is the number one thing people think about when Cinnabon, right? And I asked this question to you. When you say Cinnabon, what do you, what's the first thing you think about? Cinnamon buns? Well, no. Like, what, what makes their cinnamon buns unique? Well, they're huge. Exactly. Yes. That's the whole point. And she's like, we've got to get away from that. Oh. You know, because that, that's actually hurting the company. And everyone's like, no, but that's kind of like our key thing. That, that'll ruin us. She's like, no, it's, it's hurting us now. Because nobody um, wants to buy it because it's, it's 3,000 calories per bun or something. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, so she goes through this whole thing about it. And it is all very interesting. They, and Tom and Griffin just let her talk. And that was super great. So this podcast has a huge amount of potential. Like I said, it's, it's, it's very new. They only have what, what, four episodes. And it has a lot of potential. And I may not listen every week, but I'll definitely keep an eye because they may have like, I mean, Bethany Frankel. These are, like you said, these are big guests, mm-hmm. right? And because uh, Bethany Frankel's also a shark on Shark Tank. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. And so I, I, it's not too far that I could see a Mark Cuban on there or something like that. Or maybe if they get big enough one day, maybe Elon Musk. But I definitely will keep an eye on who their guests are because I, I think just letting the guests talk about their story from a business aspect when it comes to brand and marketing, I think would be very fascinating. Yeah, the the thing I noticed, so like I said, the first one I listened to was their first episode with Brian Cashman, who's the GM of the Yankees. And that one I think was a little bit, they had, they struggled a little bit just because this isn't somebody who started the company or who rose up in the ranks. You know, he inherited this position. It was less about the brand. Well, I, I take that back. They did talk a lot about the brand. There was a few kind of cheesy moments where they were asking, well, what's the weirdest superstition you've seen from a player? You know, some sort of sports. I think they were a little starstruck by it being, you know, the GM of the Yankees. So there's a few questions that were a little off topic. I think you're right. I think the strength of this podcast is how much they let the guest shine. It's really about the guest. There's no extra segments of the podcast where they're rambling on about other stuff. It is, it's just literally, let's talk to this person. They know what they're doing. I want to hear their story. And the questions are just sort of designed to continue to get the person to talk about their story. And some of the personalities, I mean, of the couple that I listen to, these are strong personalities. So you don't have to do a lot of prompting. They're willing to talk about themselves. They're willing to talk about their story. I, I, I do think it's interesting. Again, it's... It's not something that I find super useful. I'm not in the marketing industry. I'm not in the branding industry. But I do think it's always interesting to hear people who, who've been successful because I think the strategies of successful individuals are always useful, even if they're in a field you're not interested in or if they've taken a different career trajectory than you. Success is success. And understanding what highly motivated people do and how they how they operate in life in general is, is always fascinating and interesting. So I think it's applicable for a wide swath of people. So I, I, I think it has a lot of potential. Again, like you said, there's only four episodes so far. This is a brand new podcast. Uh, but I do hope it gets some traction because I think it has the potential to be really, really good. And, you know, what's funny is I was just I was just thinking this. I was like, uh, kind of going back, you know, the relationship between Bob and, and Griffin is that, you know, Bethany Frankel, right? She does have a very big social media presence. 
She's very wealthy, very successful, and she's very pretty for her age as well. And just think about, you listen to the episode, Bethany, and then sit back and listen to an episode, whatever episode, just choose one of Zap. <laughs> and imagine the questions Bob would ask Bethany Frankel. Oh, God. And I think that would really tell you generally. She would eat him alive. Oh my god! It, it'd almost be worth it. It it would almost be, be worth it because she like she's a. I got the impression very rapidly. She is a domineering, very strong woman who doesn't take any crap from anybody. She's very self confident. She almost flirts with being a little bit egocentric, and she thinks a lot of herself, which she should. She's done a lot. She has a lot of. She can back up when she says. I'm the first person to do this and I'm the best that's done this. And when she says those things, she can back it up, right? Because she has done a lot. But she is a strong personality. She knows who she is. She knows what she's done. And you're right. I would pay money to see that because she would eat Bob Menery alive and it would be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, because we know Bob would just be grilling her about her sex life. Yes. Yes. And she's a mom. She would not. Yeah, she she would have no interest in that and she'd be like, why the bleep would this matter? I, I would just, I would love it. Because he just has these Instagram models on who are in their 20s who don't know better to be like, hey, dude, I'm a person. I'm not just, you know, a vagina. Like, I, I have a personality. Let's talk about something else. I would love to see him go up against somebody who's actually a little bit more strong-willed and could give him what he's getting. Because like, oh, God, he just drives me bonkers. So, yeah, that would be... Yeah. That's a funny thing to imagine is Bethany Frankel in an interview. Not that she would. She wouldn't waste her time with, with no. somebody like Bob no. Minnery, but it would be amazing. <laughs> and I hope I hope he gets somebody like that. You have a 21-year-old TikTok guy and then a guy who writes about social media mm-hmm. uh, celebrities, and they get Bethany Frankel on. Mm-hmm. That, and so that tells you, I mean, just look at the caliber of the guests that Todd, or Bob Minnery has versus Griffin and Tom does. And it's very stark comparison. Um, for sure and, and again this goes back to what we had mentioned on uh, talking about zapped is the content that bob has can be done successfully it's just he he doesn't know how to do it whereas griffin is able to with tom with the help of tom i would say is is starting to expand out and you know maybe in five ten years from now he may be taken as a very serious podcaster or you know, social media presence as opposed to just being some TikTok boy. It seems like he is actually betting, like you said, he, he knows the TikTok fandom thing. It's it, the gravy chain will not last forever on that. And so he's, he, it sounds like he's already preparing for his next phase of life. Whereas Bob is trying to hang on with dear life by his fingernails to what initially made him famous. And he's not preparing for that next phase. What's hilarious is um, you say that, you know, in, in five, 10 years with the episode with the GM of the Yankees, he had done some research because he's a GM of the Yankees. He's not just going to go on a podcast without researching the hosts. And he said, he said, Griffin, I see you're because uh, apparently Griffin's YouTube is all about like working out, going yeah. to the gym. He's, he's kind of a beefcake, I guess. And uh, he asked, he said, he said, you look pretty athletic, pretty fit. He was like, you ever played baseball? He goes, yeah, I played in high school. He said, I had a, a, a injury, so I didn't, I didn't play in college. And he said, were you any good? He was like, yeah, I was all right. And he's like, what if I send a scout your way? He's like, uh, uh, I better start training. He's like, let me, let me, let me talk to my trainer. I might have to shift kind of what I'm training for. And he's like, hey, whenever you're ready, I'll send a scout out. And he sounded totally serious about it. And so, and Griffin, it was actually kind of funny because Griffin was authentically sort of taken aback and like, is this for real? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> so maybe in five or ten years, he'd be playing for the Yankees. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But I mean, but again, that just shows that he's looking for those connections, looking for those right. options. You know. And, and he's taking it seriously. He's taking his success seriously. He's taking his success as not just some one big party, which Bob Minnery does. And I think I misstated in, when we were talking about Young and Hung. I thought he, I may have mentioned this in Young and I don't remember if I did or not. I thought he had gone to school for business, but he actually had gone to school for nursing. He, that was his, oh, yeah, his college, his college years were for nursing. So I don't know if he got a degree or not, but, but yeah, I agree. I think, I think there's a stark difference in the maturity level between the two of them. The 21 year old is incredibly mature compared to the 34 year old or however old Bob Minnery is. The thing that is annoying to me is that Bob Minnery has real comedic talent. 
He does. He legitimately does. He needs to get off of this, let me ride the coattails, like latch onto these Instagram influencers and and make my way that way. He needs to find some focus for his podcasts. And if sports commentary, R-rated, funny, comedic sports commentary is going to be his thing, he needs to embrace that and stop trying to diversify and sell CBD gummies or whatever the heck he's doing. He needs to focus on that. He's spreading himself all over the place and it doesn't make any sense. None of it's cohesive. Like if you look at his Instagram, it is all over the place. Like I just go through his Instagram and I just look for the sports commentary videos because that's where he's funny. Everything else is out of context, doesn't fit. It 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 feels creepy. Like just focus on what you're good at. You know, I, I get diversifying and I get marketing and branding, but he hasn't figured out what he is. And it's frustrating because you see somebody like that who's legit funny. He has a skill and he's just, he's too obsessed with sex and 21 year olds and he just needs to get past that and he could be actually successful but i'm i'm done you know like i said the the reason i wanted to listen to the zap podcast is i wanted to or another podcast from bob mary's i wanted to give him a shot like because i thought his instagram was really funny it's like this guy's gotta have some talent buried here and and maybe he's showcasing it somewhere else and the young and hung podcast just wasn't the right mix like him and griffin weren't a good pair and i don't think they are because i think griffin is way more mature yeah, Zap didn't give me a lot of hope. <laughs> so, uh, and we keep digressing back to Zap because it's just so much to say about mm. it. But as far as Brand Aid goes, it's not something I'm going to listen to on a regular basis, right? But I can see the value of it. I can see where the strengths are. And I'll be excited to see that they keep growing and that they keep evolving and just getting better with each episode. And I definitely want to keep an eye out on what guests they have. Because mm-hmm. uh, if, if they have some really, truly interesting guests you know, I totally will be dialing in and checking it out again. So I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. I mean, their interview format is really good. The The way they let the guests shine is really good. I, I will probably just keep an eye on it. And then if I, you know, to your point, if I see a guest that's super interesting, I'll, I'll listen to it. I think, as you said, the show's brand new. It's evolving. The early days of any podcast, it's hard to judge it by the early days just because every podcast I've ever listened to if you go back and listen to the very early episodes you're like woof this was rough so I, I hate to judge a podcast so early in its life cycle but this one based on what I've heard so far is a really good sign like it's it's if it's this good right now I think it's going to only get better uh, so hopefully they stick with it uh, hopefully they get some you know sponsors and and some good monetization out of it but even if they don't i think it's it's a lot of value for especially for griffin which i think is his goal so uh, i don't hate it and i'll probably just keep an eye on griffin johnson i think i think he has a lot of potential to be i mean not like closely keep an eye i'll just check in in five years and be like whatever happened to that guy um but I think i think it's interesting because I'd, I'd like to see somebody who's really smart about being that young and being that conscientious of both his age, the limited time he has in this space and understanding that he needs to be smart about what he's doing is is pretty impressive. So I, I got to give him credit that I think he's doing it right. I admire him for that. Again, really not my kind of bag, but I definitely don't hate it. Have thoughts you want to share? Send us an email at whyihateyourpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at whyihateyourpodcast.com. You can also find us at Hate Your Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Our intro, transition, and outro music is by Kevin McLeod and licensed under Creative Commons. Please see the show notes for details.